Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dialogo. As you see today, my guest is Rafa, Rafael Navarro from Cash Drop in Chicago. Yes, He's coming all the way from Chicago to the podcast today. Um, it's, I'm really grateful for you guys to be out here. You know, you guys are over here, um, you know, showing love and support to the Houston community. Yes. Um, you know, we're, we're working on a really weird project together. Yes. And um, I'm happy to see the outcome, that it all, how it all happened today. But before we, we get to anything like that, mm-hmm. um, if we could touch a little, introduce yourself sure. and tell people what you do and who you are. For please. sure, man. So as you mentioned, man, my name's uh, Rafael Navarro. Uh, from Chicago, born and raised, Mexicano. Um, so as far as now, I'm a part of Cash Drop. Obviously, that's how we met. Um, I'm the director at the community team there and been expanding that team. We're a tech company based out of Chicago that helps uh, businesses go online at no cost. So no threshold to, to be able to get online. And yeah, man, we're really excited to be out here with you guys. Uh, excited for the upcoming projects we have together. And uh, outside of that, I'm also an artist manager. I have a company called Loop Theory and I also have a di- uh, music distribution company that I work with uh, with artists out there as well. It's, it's, it's great. I mean, I know throughout this past two days that we've been together, you, yes. I've heard you say a few things and I'm like, wow, like you do a lot, man. And, yeah, you know, thank you, brother. Um, it's just like any other of my friends that, you know, they do this and they do that. Uh, but the fact that you have a passion, love and passion for what you do. Uh, yes. You know, I've been in the car with you this whole day. You know, mm-hmm. we, we've shared stories. We yeah. share, you know, a little bit of what we do. Um, and again, like I said, I, I appreciate that you do what you love. You know, yes, that's sir. something that you love. You the way I see you express to people what cash drop is. Yes, uh, it's, it's it's different. You know, we we changed mentalities today. If you, if you we look did, at man. We yeah. literally did. Like that was a beautiful part. But like you said, man, I'm passionate about it because first off, beyond anything, I'm an entrepreneur. Right, I've always been uh, at 17 learning you know as far as putting out my own music back then selling it and like making money on my own was one of the first things that i realized early on where i was like hey i don't have to do this the traditional way or at least the way that i was you know told by my parents or stuff like that or by society as a whole so it definitely opened up my mind to the possibilities early on and then honestly since then i've I've never I've, i've never been the same right i realized the power that i have uh to be able to control my own destiny and yeah, man, I love that. And so because of that, uh, my personal goals and just my mentality aligns what we're doing over at Cash Trap, man, because that is the ultimate goal, right? To give people the opportunity to pursue their dream uh, with no threshold, right? A lot of times we have an idea, we want to be able to implement it, but sometimes we feel there's so many obstacles ahead of it just to even Correct. get started. And so the fact that to me, that kind of changed that, right? It revolutionized the way that people could just start selling as a uh, an entrepreneur myself realizing once i came across it i was like man like i wish this existed when i was younger right i could have done so much with it but now i feel like it's my duty to make sure that the next generation has those possibilities and again man that's this aligns throughout their entire company right starting from our founder ruben it's that mentality and that's what got me in there to begin with and that's why yeah i'm out here rocking passionately because i strongly believe in the product that we have and i strongly not only but I, not only do I believe, but I've seen how it changes people's, right, just mentality. Like you said, we changed mentalities yeah, today, today, bro. Yeah, we did. You know what I mean? People that might have been a little hesitant, might have not been a little sure about things. The moment we talk to them, just genuine, just getting them to understand, like, we're here to see you win. It's hard for people to grasp that sometimes because most companies aren't in with that, you know, perspective, yeah. you know. So, very, you know, people are apprehensive or whatever. But I think people feel energy, bro. People feel, you know, where we come from. And... uh the product speaks for itself, man. So once we show it to them, they understand that, you know, we're in it, we're in it with them. 
Yeah, I mean, I was there firsthand, uh, make, you know, watching you talk to these people, and mm -hmm. I would, uh, I would see that you made them understand that you're on your side of the team, you know, yes. you're on their side of the team. You're, you're there for the community. Um, mm -hmm. It's something that I wish I would have been here earlier. Yeah. Oh, I wish I would have known earlier about yeah. it, you know, because in that way I would have, I would have shared it to everybody, yeah. you know, and it's something that I, I see that I, I mean, I introduced you to my friends today, you know, yep. all business owners, mm -hmm. restaurant owners. And they were like, oh, shit. I saw everyone's face. I was like, yeah. whoa, this really changing the game is something yeah. different. Um, like Juan said, and as we got this, he was yep. like, wow, you're really yeah. doing something else. Yep. Um, and it's 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 going to be so good. I, and bro, I loved, I loved uh, El de la Barbacoa going over to the Tacos Cuz to show him like, hey, man, yeah. look how dope this is. Like, because, you know what I mean? Like that alone, that's the biggest selling point for us. When we have a merchant who like right. gets it. And then they put on someone else to it. That's the best thing for us because there's no better word of mouth than that. A happy business, a happy entrepreneur that's really utilizing it to its full power. And so even in this situation where he barely got put on it, but yeah. already was like, yo, man, look, scan my QR code. Yeah. Look at my menu. He was excited. He was proud of it. That's what I like, man. I like people like own own what you do. You know what I mean, yeah. you started so hard. You know, you work so hard to be an entrepreneur, to be your own boss, to be. A, and that's what I feel like cash drops you know gives you that power again a lot of times we we give away some of that you know through other partnerships and things that you know businesses have because they feel hey i need this in order for me to grow and i but especially nowadays i think now more than ever do businesses understand the power that they themselves have because of social media and how they engage with their you know consumer on a day-to-day -day basis where i think cash trap again brings that opportunity to be like hey you know you're already interacting with them you're dealing with them on a day-to-day -day basis Get them to come to you. What's the difference, right? This yeah. is a virtual storefront. The same way they they pull up to your store, or your location, or your restaurant. Let's let's do do it virtually. Let's do it digitally, right? Yeah, you know, and a quick shout out to my boy El Gordito de la Barbacoa. Yes. He 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 did it. He showed us a good motivational moment. Yeah, and I saw it with you standing yes. next to you. Yes, when he walked over from his food truck to Tacos El Co. Uh, shout out to Tacos El Co. El Compa Jorge. You yes. know, he showed us good good attention. Yes. Uh, but I saw him. was like, hey, bro, check this shit out. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's good. They're like, let them set you out. Yeah. And, you know, they were busy and everything. And they took the time out yes. to come yes. outside and speak to you. And, and, and we got boy. them up and running in like 15, 20 minutes, man. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing people use uh, yes. Cash I'm excited, Shop in man. Houston. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. I think we're doing, you know, great work, obviously, this week, just being here. Uh, you know, just educating people. But I think we're definitely coming back. I mean, if that's the one lesson yeah. we learned, we, there's a lot of uncharted territory here. So it's, uh, yeah, man, it's been a beautiful connection. I'm glad. And it's just the fact that you came all the way from Chicago, dude. Yes, sir. Yes, that's, sir. That's, that's, a, that's a flight. How long is the flight? It's like three three hours or so. Yeah, and, yeah. and you didn't come here by yourself. No, nah, no. Nah, we we want to get our boy real quick in here. Yeah, yeah, come hey, on. Uh, uh, the Berria boy, if you guys don't know, I'll, I'll let Rafa introduce him real quick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Christian. Uh, he runs our Birria.com page. He also runs Birria on Instagram. And uh, man, he's 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 a great individual, man. He shows a lot of love to the community, yeah. putting people on same way, man. It's educating people and letting them know that it's uh it's it's the new it's a new wave, you know what I mean, to really get get your business online. A lot of times again, you know, people are scared. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, especially with, you know, La Gente Mexicana or just Latinos yeah. in general. There's apprehension sometimes of just the technology aspect or just companies approaching you about an opportunity where they feel like where's the catch, where's the and I always tell them, man, Christian does a great job at just being genuinely connecting with people, showing love, showing support. And then, you know, he'll plant the seed about Cash Drop. And then from there, man, it's been a, a beautiful partnership where we've just been able to, you know, educate our, our, our business owners, 
you know, and getting them on, on, online with, you know, without a, without an issue on their side, man. So it's yeah, man, that's thing. great uh, for me to experience it firsthand. Uh, I'm a big operations person. Mm-hmm. I'm a big team player. I like to work with a team member. I like to hesitate. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to hesitate on asking for help. Yeah. And the way I've seen you two work this whole time is just great. Because I see how Cash Up has gone so far. Yes. You know, uh, I see you and him and I'm like, hey, bro, set up the store for him real quick. And by the time we get there, we got it all set up. And it's all about execution. Yes. It's always execution. It's yes. one thing that I... That I'm big on execution. We, yeah, it's one thing that we've spoken before in, in, in this podcast, execution and the people that work for you that yes. have that love for your company yes. and not just, you know, selfishness. Yeah. It's great, man. But you know what, man? The biggest thing for me, I don't, you know, obviously, I think is... is you know, outside of obviously, yeah, the brand and what we stand for, I think just as a unit and alone, just we're, we're like a group of rebels, man, in a way. Yeah. Right. And that we've been able to revolutionize the tech space. And that to me is the beautiful thing, because a lot of people don't expect us to be the face. Right. Ruben's the CEO. They don't expect the face of tech to look like that. Right. They don't expect the director of the tech company to look like me either or, you know, someone like Christian. But that's the beautiful thing. brother. And more than anything, you see that when we meet up with our brothers and sisters out here, they yeah. relate to us. They, they see us as part of what they're doing. They don't, this isn't a sham. This isn't, you know, so that alone, man, it, it breaks any barriers, any hesitation on their part. Cause they're like, okay, this is, you know, they're coming at me with, you know, just like themselves and not trying to sell me anything. It's just really just education and letting them know that there's opportunities for them out here. Uh, so yeah, man, because of that, I think it's been a, a powerful uh, experience on my end just to know like hey it, it's it's really on us to be able to dictate how things are going to move you know in in just technology space um consumer business you know what Man, i mean and, and speaking about powerful um just noticing how big that birria page is yes you know just by seeing christian go live and starting to see the people that i know on there i'm like oh crap <laughs> yeah man yeah yeah but but you know what that's, that's that's the beauty of it man once we had him run with this he owned it um and yeah he's again he's built that that love it's been a, it's been both you know both sides you know the, the businesses appreciate it he's constantly engaging with them on a daily basis you know letting them know hey how's it going you know you guys how's the week going it's been busy just general questions man getting done you know getting them their side of things uh, a lot of times these business owners are very busy they don't have the time to vent to someone to let them know hey man yeah things are going good things are going and so you know sometimes he just has basic conversations with them just yeah. to kind of set the tone and let them know hey we're here right and then from there again what we provide for them is going to be something that's going to level them up. So he'll very easily let them know, hey, man, I know you don't order, you know, any, you don't offer any online orders. How about, you know, we look into that. And they're like, yeah, you know, usually it's, it's a go. We get them, we show them, you know, again, un habla su lenguaje, you know what I mean? You get them, you understand the struggle, you understand the come up. It's something that's real relatable, you know, and that's been the biggest thing for, I think, a lot of our, our customer base, our client base, man, is they see us in themselves and, and we see us in them, you know what I mean? So it helps us really push forward. So I think beyond anything else, that passion comes from from the overall goal of the company, right? Which is make make the next generation of hustlers, you know, level up a little bit and, and take it to the next level, really. You know what I mean? Right. And then the business owners that already existed and have been killing it for years, but have had hesitation to come online or, or give their money up to third parties because they know better than that and all that, where they're like, no, you know what? But now when we bring something to the table and they're like, wait, I, I run this? Like, this yeah. is me, this is mine. I don't got to break bread with anyone. It gives else. you that power. Yeah, yeah, and that's where it's at. And that's what I tell yeah. people. I mean, ultimately we, we came into this to, 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 you know, again, control our destiny. Why are we forfeiting that to someone else then? Let's take control back. And that's where we're at, man. 
has that, been the message. That's awesome. Uh, and, you know, I really hope that if you're watching this and you own a business, you'll be able to watch, uh, you know, look up into Cash Drop. Yes. I'll put their link in the description on the lo- on the below and the mm-hmm. comments and the everything. Um, but going back to you, man. Sure. Um, there's one thing I've noticed. Mm-hmm. You're really good speaking. Thank you, speaking. I, I I've seen you spoken to maybe thirty people. Yeah, and you you're great at at, the, uh, at speaking. Thank you. Uh, I know you said you were into music and all yes. that kind of stuff. So can you tell us a little background about yourself? Yeah, man, for sure. Um, so yeah, born and raised in Chicago. My mm-hmm. parents own the uh, San Luis Potosí. My uh, my my mom and my dad's from Matamoros, okay. um, but they grew up in Laredo. And so I was the only one. All my sisters were born out there. I was the only one born in Chicago, right? And so. Very early on, at about eight years old, um, I came across hip hop on a on a more like paying attention to a level. Back, you know, before that, music was kind of just white noise things that I liked. I knew I liked certain artists and stuff like that, but nothing I was necessarily passionate about. But yeah, man, at eight years old, <laughs> my sister, uh, she told me that I should give her my five bucks that my my uh, my parents would give us, you know, for Domingo. The Domingo, see. Sí. And there she was like, yo, this group Cypress Hill dropped an album. Again, I'm old. I'm 38 now. So I was eight at the time. And he's like, yo, give me your five bucks. Let's buy this tape. And I was like, all right, cool. She's, <laughs> I wasn't too sure first, but she's like, hey, they swearing it. I was like, all right. I was eight. I was like, all right, cool. That sounds cool. Let's buy it. So I buy. I, we bought it. My sister didn't like it. She didn't take to it. I it changed my life. And I was I just listening to the in the Walkman, and I was just like, this is dope. Like this is you know. What album was it? Uh, it was a one of the whatever the one with the red cover and the gray side. I'm not sure of the name. I think it's just a self titled one. I think it might just be Cypress Hill. Um, but yeah. So then that was the first time where I was like, I paid attention to the music, mm-hmm. and then. After that, I started getting just more involved, paying attention to like things that were being sampled and stuff. So then I started going back to like older music and just realizing how the music was being made. Right. And then I really started appreciating the writing aspect of it. Right. And so going back to me being as far as like being able to speak and all that, I think it had to do with my love with writing, my love with words really early on. Um, I, I held pride in being able to you know, to, to be able to communicate whatever I felt to someone and be able to do it, you know, articulate these type of things. And so I just took, I took pride in those type of things, right? Because I felt like I belong anywhere and I don't want that to be one of the reasons why people, you know what I mean? I already have so many things going against me in a way, right? A lot of times, yeah. like I'm Mexican, I was always, I always shave my head and all this other stuff and you live in the inner city and all these other things. So you already got so many other things that you're like, you either, I've got to stop by the police while I'm in college full time telling me I'm a game maker and everything else, right? So you always get the stereotypes stuff and so for that i was always like nah i belong everywhere i want to make sure i I, I show that you know in in my character so part of that was just in in that right but i think a lot of it came from yeah me really tuning into music me really um understanding that there's value in like me expressing myself i went through a lot as a as a child uh, from three years old to 11 years old i had a blood disorder okay yeah so um i dealt with that a lot and so just a lot of internal stuff that i went through at the time the easiest way to get a lot of that out at about 11 12 after i had passed that stage of my life was getting it out in writing and i was like okay i started listening to rappers and write out with how what they wrote and i was like okay i kind of get how they were doing this so then i started writing my own stuff and then, yeah, man, for, for many years uh, after that, I've been blessed to have a career in music that I necessarily, as as that younger kid wasn't expecting, you know, I just did it for the love back then. But uh, I'm, I'm very persistent and whatever I do, and I'm very committed to, to seeing things through. So um, I saw that through, man. At the time, I was in a crew of like three of my guys, four of my guys. 
after high school, everyone did their thing and I stuck to it. I stuck to it and uh, and I grew to the point where, yeah, we had labels reaching out to me at certain points and uh, at a definitely, I was one of the, you know, whatever, Chicago Tribune top 10 rappers at some point. And again, more than anything, bro, as a Mexican rapper was a thing because you don't, in general, you don't get that kind of love. Uh, and then two, like in Chicago, it's just in general, it's, it's hard, right? Yeah. And so like those type of things for me as an underground or independent artist at the time was very valuable. And then when I actually started doing Spanish music and all this other stuff, that's when I realized the power, like, oh crap, I got all these labels reaching out to me and all this other stuff. So it was a great time in my life. I, I learned a lot from it. I gained a lot of uh, a lot of skills from it. Part of that, I think, was the speaking, being confident to be in front of right. people, right, in yeah. stages. The first time I did an open mic, you know, when I was a shorty, I was probably, what, I don't know, 13, 14, you know what I mean? And then since then, it was just always confident to be in front of stage because, again, I knew how much time and effort I put into my craft that I, f I could get on stage confidently knowing what I could bring to the table. I, I didn't go, I didn't do that. I didn't pick up a mic till I like, all right, I could do this. Yeah. And then I, feel, I felt it from the crowd where they're like, yo, this, this kid's different. A, a lot of people don't realize, but the f your confidence takes you a long yeah. way, man. Yeah. Being able to speak in front of people takes you yeah. a long way. I've yeah. seen people present in front of others. I'm like, uh. mm -hmm. but if I see you confident coming up to me like, hey, what's yeah. up, man? What do you do for a living? Yeah. I'm I'm really interested in that conversation. I'm interested sure, in actually having another conversation with you, you know? Yeah. And, and I see you. I mean, that persistency that you said that you had, that you mm -hmm. wanted to follow through, that's great, man. Yeah. Um, it's it's awesome. Um, going to, like, the Mexican rapper side, mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm not really familiar with it, but I've, I've read a lot and mm -hmm. I've, you know, listened to a lot. Um, from here in Houston, we have this guy called, uh, his name is Bo Bundy. Mm -hmm. you, you listen I'm aware to him. of him. Yeah. yeah. I, I see him as uh, one of the, first new rappers coming up on, in this new times, mm -hmm. you know, it, with getting the acceptance of all everybody and, you know, being able to sign to a record label, mm -hmm. big record label and yep. all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I look up into something like that. I'm like, hey, you know what? You actually made it. I mean, the only other rapper that I knew, maybe I don't know, it was yeah. SBM, was yeah. like the big Mexican yeah, guy, yeah. you know? And now seeing other names come up, is, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's it's it, these last years is definitely... It's changed a lot just in general. I mean, just in general, the younger Mexican generation, I think, has taken a hold not only of like just even our own music, right? There's a whole, you know, just revolution with like the younger generation really taking on the the Mexican like genre and like flipping it to their own thing. For many years, even if it was younger groups, they were still catering to an older fan base because we didn't know any different. You know, this younger generation, and I think it took a lot of the hip hop elements that existed, right? And they just translated it into like, you know, Spanish into the like corridos tumbados. I mean, that whole swag, that whole vibe is hip hop at, the, at its core. I yeah. mean, the braggadocious, the all. I mean, that's hip hop. Like before that, it was corridos and you know all this other stuff. To me, there's the elements at no other point where like, you know, right now there's you know corrido tumbados groups going at each other. Right, this, yeah. that, that's a hip hop element. I'm sorry, that's battling. That's 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 from our culture. Correct. You know, uh, just the younger. That's the whole. Dress. No one's wearing vaquera, you know, sombreros and all that. I mean, yeah, they do. They have tejanas. You have, but the younger generation, yeah. what are they wearing? It's hip hop. It's clothes, right? It's, it's so that's what I'm saying. Our culture has infiltrated that, and I think it was all the kids that grew up with that hip hop culture that'd be like, but they also grew up with the Mexican music, like myself, where yeah. they're like, wait, I could bridge this gap, and that's been the beautiful thing. I think that they finally fi figured it out for themselves. It's, it's a good mixture to have. You know, you're actually now we're seeing the outcome of yeah. all those mixtures. Mm -hmm. um, but and I liked that you brought up the whole culture thing you know it's yeah. on and everything um I, I had a previous conversation with Leander Rios 
Um, he's a big firm believer of his uh, genre, mm-hmm. genre, uh, Norteño music. Yeah. You know, he's an ambassador for that. You know, I've always asked him, I was like, why don't you go into different things? He's mm-hmm. like, no, because this is what I love. Yeah. He was like, sombrero botas mm-hmm. y bien firmado. Yeah. Like, and this is what I love. And yeah, I want to, yeah. and I want to bring my music to other mm-hmm. countries, you know, and do it. And I see him and he never changes his, his music. Always Norteño. And yeah. he, old Norteño music, new Norteño music. I admire the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a moment with him last Friday when mm-hmm. I saw him singing. And I was like, damn, bro, you, you sing really badass. Like, I, I, do you make your boys or what? The? He was like, no, that's just how it comes out, dude. And I was like, damn, bro, I admire you yeah. for you to sing like that. And I was like, God damn, that's mm-hmm. crazy, dude. Yep. Yeah, but, but uh, it's a whole it's a whole new culture. Yeah, and, and to me, bro, the, 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 the brothers that are sticking to that, it's great because we need that. We yeah. can't lose our, our roots in, in the mix either, right? So I, I, I love the fact that just like, you know, I think hip-hop has evolved, our genre and the Mexican music has evolved. I think both could coexist. I think both si- show both sides of things. I'm proud that the younger generation, a lot of times, man, I mean, let's be honest, I think at least for myself when I was in high school and stuff if you would say you listen to Mexican music like the, sh- the homies would kind of clown you a little bit yeah, right because it's, it wasn't cool it wasn't like yeah why are you listening yeah. to that or what you it wasn't cool all my nephews listen to all these Correos and this is the cool this is yeah. what's it's accepted and so for me for that simple f- and they're they're paying attention to that just like in hip-hop you now pay attention to the ones that came before you because mm-hmm. you might either you know take some inspiration from there yeah. and to me that's like I said earlier I started learning you know digging into rap and then I was like oh wait they're sampling stuff oh wait this and then it made me learn more about music in general and I think this younger generation I hope you know the same thing that happens in that side where it's like you know let's learn from the OGs let's learn from the people right. that paved the way I think there always has to be that respect but then the older generation has to also always understand that the younger generation needs to take it to the next level and it's okay yeah I mean and I feel you on that um, I mean when I was in elementary school I was first year in the US mm-hmm. I came here when I was in elementary school mm-hmm. And, you know, I came, I wasn't listening to reggaeton or anything yeah. like that. I was listening to, like, Ramon Ayala. Yeah, and that's what I grew up on. Old school. Yeah. Old school. And I had an iPod, and I had those jams on my phone, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I listened in the bus, and I see other kids, like, what the fuck are you listening to? Yeah. I'm like, bro, like, this is what I like, you know? And, you know, not just that, but, like, Sin Bandera. Like exactly. Old, old, old Mexican. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I see my sister. She's 15 years old, 14 years old. And she's listening to like old school music. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you because you're getting some inspiration from mm-hmm. that. But then now you have like, like you said, Correos Tumbados, uh, la, la Nueva Generación de los Cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, they're driving into a whole different field. Yep. Um, reggaeton con Correos Tumbados, yep. Norteños con Hey, todo. bro, if it's dope, it's dope. I don't yeah. I don't care what sound. If you, st- you sat in the seat, you wrote something, you sat in, you made a beat, and it came out fire, I don't care what genre it is. I don't yeah. know if it sounds good, if you're passionate about it, then I'm, I'm cool. That's your love for music, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you understand. Understand it. There's some yep. people that would look at it and be like, eh, I, don't, I don't know. To yeah. each his own, I believe. Yeah. To me, it's always like, man, it takes it takes a lot of even the people that we sometimes dismiss as being like whack or like, how could they drop this? It's so simple. So this, you know, the courage and the confidence you have to have behind you to drop something yeah. that's simple or that's elementary or like whatever. Like people see it as this. Like there's some confidence behind that, man. For you to be like, nah, that's that. That's yeah. that. put that shit out. It's fire. And then when it's received like that, yeah, you you might feel a way about it or an artist might. Man, I put all this effort into my stuff and, that, and this dude over here just did this and hey, bro, but you yeah. know the confidence you have to have to go in the booth and do that and then be like, yeah, that's that. 
Bro, whether it's ignorance or whether it's confidence, mm-hmm. it still takes something for you to do that. Right? And so to me, again, that's a differentiation between someone like saying, hey, I'm going I'm to stand in this corner or I'm going to go work this dead end job or yo, no, I'm going to lock in the studio and try to make something out of myself. So, hey, bro, I can't knock anyone with that aspiration, like regardless if I like their music or not. There's again, it's a bigger picture. What are you going to do if, if that's going to end up changing your life, your family's life? Hey, bro, let the music be whack. I'm OK with it. Right. I mean, there's there's and there's something for everyone just because I might not like it doesn't mean the next person does. Obviously, if they're successful enough to take care to of the family, it, yeah. someone likes it. So, hey, man, it's OK. I'd rather have these brothers out here doing things like that, taking care of the family, moving out of things, situations they were at in the past than anything else. That's first and foremost, especially a lot of people that grew up how we grew up. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, just getting in front of a microphone and a camera is, yeah. is kind of hard. You know, I mean, it took me a while to get used to being yeah. able to be in front of a camera and yeah. look at it and you're like, ah, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. I have people that have, a, you know, the, I want to go, but don't turn the camera on. Yeah. Why? It was like, oh, well, I'm camera shy. I'm <laughs> like, bro, just don't look at the camera. Just, exactly. you know. But, you know, it, it takes a long and it takes a lot of... Exactly, man. A there's, lot of, a lot of, there's a lot of different facets of being an artist and whether it's just a recording artist, performing artist, I mean, from every aspect, having a team in place, putting out a release, putting out, Everything takes time and effort. So it's either you and an artist putting in all the work and doing it or having a team to be able to do it. But still, man, it's not easy. It's not something that just, you know, anyone does, on a, you know, especially consistently and to grow it to a point where you're actually having a sustainable living from it. That's awesome. So, I, I know you come from Chicago. Chicago is a big music music yes. city, you know, uh, coming from Chance the Rapper, yeah. you know, all those other guys. And, and and I admire that music, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was uh, I was blessed to, you know, just uh, meet like Chance and Vic when they were younger. Uh, they opened up for us a couple times. Vic uh, Mensa, right? Vic Mensa, yeah, oh, Vic Mensa, yeah. Uh, and and Chance, yeah. They were like the younger generation because again, under like prior to even Chief Keith, let's say, yeah. there was no industry in Chicago really, right? It was uh, everyone always had to leave Chicago, right? From Kanye to the story went on Common back in the day. Twist. Everyone at some point had to like step out to actually make it on a major label or whatever to some extent, right? It was at least that's what it was said. But there was always a music scene within the city, but it was always just like there's more of this underground scene, right? That never really got heralded outside of that. Everyone had their time. I mean, Houston had their time before we did, right? Everyone had yeah. their time cities, right? And then when Keith popped, every A&R in the city was, every A&R in the, in the, in the country were at the city, in the city. They were trying to find out. And that's during the time that Chance and Vic, all that ne- next generation of like the Save Money guys and even Paper Gang and all them, like they figured it out. They were able to bring, because it was a time the the attention was being paid to the city Correct. and they capitalized in it, right? And so, yeah, it was great to see them because... I mean, just I mean, those brothers are special, man. They had they had it right. I, I was in studio sessions with them. I've seen them work. Where it's just like, all right, these kids That's are different, man. When, and just how you mentioned that, you know, they brought attention to the city. Mm-hmm. I I want to say this, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. You know, our birria places here in Houston, our yes. restaurants brought attention from. You know, other states in the city. I mean, now you're here. Yeah. You know, you're here looking out for them. Yes. And that's one thing I always tell them. I was like, bro. And just like Jesse said on the last episode, you know, the sun comes out for everybody. Yes, the sir. sun comes out for that's everybody. Beautiful. You know, you know, what? I, I like Jesse, bro. And yeah. you, the fact that you just said that reaffirmed yeah. everything that I thought of the bro. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, he man, he said that to me. He was like, he was like, Josh, the sun stands by itself and it's never fell. He was like, you know, and the sun is always going to be there. He was like, and it comes out for everybody. And uh, that's 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 yeah. great, great advice from mm-hmm. somebody that's grown that big, yeah, dude. Exactly, man. And it, it's the hustle, bro. It's yeah. the hustle and it's the drive. And that's what attracts me to people. That's yeah. what attracts me to just the go-getter mentality, man, because... 
We, I mean, I always tell people, si nos hacemos chiquito, el mundo nos come, bro. Sí, es la verdad. And, and I mean, so it's like, if we let it, sometimes we bite more than we could chew, but let's go, bro. Why, why am I going to sit here and say, I, I can't do this or I can't do that? Put me to the test. Let's figure yeah. this out. I'll figure this shit out. And and if we, because if we belittle ourselves or we don't put ourselves in those situations or give ourselves that opportunity, hey, man, cool. The next person will get it then. And so you have to throw yourself in the fire to see if you make it out, man. That's the only way we're going to find out. Because yeah. outside of that, I mean, you can make it so long, but it's going to get real. And it's, it's really up to us, man. At the end of the day, it's, it's on us if we survive the next day. It's on us if we if we make it through, we feed our family. So I tell Chris, as a young person himself, I'm like, hey, brother, let's build what we're building. But yeah. always do for self. Because at the end of the mañana, you know, we always got to take care of our family. We got to make sure that they have food. They got to make sure that we survive at the end of the day. Right. And obviously, in the road to do that, we want to be able to provide for everyone else. I'm, I'm very, you know, I want to think that I'm very just giving and just, you know, and I want to be able to continue doing that, you know, as I continue growing and as I continue being being blessed myself, I have only aspirations to be able to continue to give back and, and, and bless others that are around me, brother. And, and, and even those that are not, I, I really, that's all I want, man. I, and from a lot of my work that we talked about in the yeah. past, uh, uh, I'm, I'm very in tune in that way. Where I just, yeah, no, and, and it's it's very appreciative to to get to meet someone like that, dude. Thank you. To get to meet someone that, that it's it loves to give back. Um, you know, I want to I want to say, you know, that that's one of the things that we like to do here. You know, the, you met my group of friends, yes. George and Alex. Beautiful people. And, and we, we like to to give back. Mm-hmm. You know, people ask us, why are you doing this? Why are you yeah. doing this? Well, like, well, we want to help you out. You yeah. know, but why? What do you get out of this? Nothing. Satisfaction I get nothing to help yeah. you out. <laughs> yeah, I get the satisfaction to know that I yeah. help you out. Maybe one day I see you opening a big restaurant yeah. or, you know, you open that's your exactly. big store. And I go in there and I'm like, damn, dude, I, I saw you and, you know, I'm glad I was part of being of your project. Yeah, bro. You know? When uh, I don't know if it was you or uh, George who told me that uh, El, uh, El Gordo de la Viracua started on a table or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. And I was I, like, man, that's dope. And now he has his truck. And that's what I told him as we walked away. I'm like, hey, brother, George told me your story. I'm like, much love. I'm like, brother, next time I come, you're going to have a freaking, you know, restaurant or whatever it is that you want, man. So yeah, you know. Just seeing people level up, man, chasing theirs, especially everyone has their own individual stories, their own backgrounds, their own, you know, struggles and all that. And being able to see people just at a better place in their lives and just, you know, even knowing that they have aspirations for more, bro. That's sometimes the biggest thing that are, you know, depending on where we live, depending on how we grew up, depending on what we see, we don't think either we deserve more. We don't think that there's more yeah. out there for us. Yeah. Um, we think that it's the, the couple blocks that we were raised in. And so, again, man, I, I've personally had the luxury, uh, you know, to to step out of that early on and just give myself that that opportunity, just myself of like, yo, there's more to us. I know that. Yeah. Again, maybe it had been all the years I was sick and all that when I was a shorty. So when then I was of age to maybe be out there in the streets, even though I was living in it, it was I was very conscious of just my life. I was like, man, I felt after all I've been through her years, I'm like, I kind of deserve a little more than just me being out here in these streets, right? For so sure. even though I was around it, I was like, I need to put myself in better situations. I need to give myself better opportunities. And then always realizing that unfortunately, the brothers around me weren't always thinking like me. So I just felt like, hey, I'm, I might be the one to have to, at least do something yeah to it. do something that they could yeah. see like hey there's something more out here and so yeah man i stuck to my guns and yeah and luckily as i've grown older because i have been blessed to just in my own ways interact with different kind of people and in different settings and stuff like that but also having the history that i have 
I'm able to connect with brothers like Christian. I'm able yeah. to connect with all the teens that I work with in the past and all that and be mentors to them because they relate to me. They understand that I come from the same thing. But also like, yeah, we could get more. It doesn't mean it's going to change you. It doesn't mean it's going to change your persona, who you are. But it's okay to like know that there's other things out here in this world. Man, sometimes even from the same city, I remember taking young brothers from one side of the city to like the other. And they're like, damn, this is still Chicago. Yeah. They had never been to the other side of this. Wow, and man. they had never realized that oh, I could live like these houses are nice, man. Like, you yeah. know, like, bro, yes. You yes. can do this. It's something that simple, man. Sometimes they just never stepped out of that block. They never understood that there is something a little bit more that you could aspire yeah, that you could. And you see it on TV and you hear, but then you, the daily stuff you're living is nothing like that. So yeah, you could hear it and have all these inspirational things and all this, but reality is reality. And a lot of yeah. these kids are going through it, bro. So it's like, yeah, it sounds cool and all that, but it's a lot that I got going on just at home or just on the block or just whatever Correct. for me to even think that the world is bigger than this right now. Correct. Yeah, I mean, y es lo bueno que pones tu granito de arena. Yes. Tratando de ayudar, you know, like helping your community. And that's good. And that's something that I like to do, you know. I like to help people in my community, help people that I don't know if I don't know you and, and I know a way to help you yeah. that's great I'm the same way. and I know you touched uh, El Gordito how mm. I, I told you his story yeah um, he started off selling uh, barbecue sandwiches yes. right here that's at uh, my homeboy shop there right here 610 wheels and tires and um, you know I would always be there because bro Fire. bomb ass <laughs> barbecue <dude. laughs> like goddamn. and you know he always tell me that, you know, like he cooks it and everything he'll He'll post online and it'll be like people there all the time. Remember how he told us? He was like, yeah. I already have the people here. All yeah, you know, like, I don't need you. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, you know, from from seeing him there to see him where he's at now. And I had a conversation with him when I was there. Like, we hadn't seen each other for a minute. You know, we caught up. And then, you know, I'm always grateful for him. You know, he always says hi to my mom, everybody. And I was like, he was like, I was like, dude, you've gotten here so far. You've gotten here like. I know you want more and I know you love to do this. He was like, yeah, bro. Like I want to have a restaurant. I was like, you're going to do it. Yeah. You're going to do it. Just give it a couple more, you know, yeah. give but, it some and time. He, and he ended that, that, that sentence about, if, if I was a mistake, he said, yeah, God's been really good to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, amen, brother. Cause again, man, a lot of it, I'm not religious to that degree, but I also feel like we have to be in tune somehow. And I do think that we have yeah, to yeah. align ourselves with, with, with our beliefs somehow, because uh, if we're out here aimlessly just searching man. for nothing. Then, And it has to be a combination of, of both, right? We have to be out here. I, I love the finer things in life, too. I love being able to provide for my family. I love being able to, you know, all these other things. But first and foremost is, is how I interact with people, what 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 uh, what they walk away from me with, and not all that. And, and all that. And then in that situation, yeah, when he said that, I was like, cool, man. See, again, just the exterior yeah. in the beginning, he wasn't really easy. But then by yeah. the time, he, you know, we, we chilled with him for a little bit, he broke it down for us. And then when he finished that sentence like that, I'm like, this brother knows what. You know yeah, what I mean? man. You got to give it where it's at. I know. We good over there, Chris? Yeah, we good. <laughs> I know. I mean, I I know he's been through a lot, and I know yeah. he's very he he looks up to to God, and you know, like I said, uh, if you haven't tried his food, you need to go try it out. Right. Um, I'll I'll tag him on this on this little short clip that we're sure. gonna do out of this. You know, it's crazy. Um, I started getting into this creators mentality, mm -hmm. and I see conversations, and I know where I'm a clip. Like I already know where I'm clipping. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is gonna yeah. be my clip. <laughs> this, this is it. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you get into that mentality. Yeah. This this whole podcast thing for me has been, um, it's been great because yeah. I get to meet the other side of people. You know, yes. 
I get to meet who they are, how they did it, you know, where yes. they got from. I get to meet the real person, not the people that you see on social media exactly. just by itself. Exactly. You know, I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of great people in, in my time here in Houston. And mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to have more episodes coming yeah. with you, but it's going to be crazy. Can you how, how's your experience here in Houston? Talking about Houston. It's been beautiful, man. Um, I have family here, but it's been some time since I had been here. Um, but it's been great. Obviously, un poquito frito. I think we brought the Chicago weather <laughs> with us. But uh, it also snowed like six to eight inches over there today. So Fun. I'm loving it out here right now. Este, but no, yeah, man. O- the overall vibe has been great. Obviously, you guys have been amazing to us and just taking us around. And, and, and I was, all the people we met too, man. I am I, a strong believer of... Like even you guys, right? There's synergy between us, and yeah. then everyone else you guys have taken into there's that synergy. But I think it's because you guys again carry yourselves that way in general. So the people that you guys choose to have around, I'm sure yeah. there's a beat or some spot out there you guys might rock with, but for whatever reason you guys don't, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone you guys brought to us, genuine people, bro. Genuine connection between you guys, yeah. And that's me again. That synergy is important, bro. So those type of scenarios is like, all right, this is where we're supposed to be, and enough to for us to even have the conversation to be like, yo, we got to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and, and, and it's something that Christian pointed out. He was like, bro, like everybody knows you. They they have yes. love and respect, and that's I'm I'm big on vibes, yeah. energies. Yes. I'm big on energies. If I meet you and you know I get to sit down and have a conversation, it's mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, just like Juan, the owner of yep. uh, Tacos El Bigotes. Mm-hmm. I could sit with that guy for yeah, hours, dude. Great energy. Hours. I, I, I met him today and I would have kicked it with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could sit with him for hours and talk about music, talk about all that. Because yep. we have that in common. And mm-hmm. we just hours, dude. And then I look at my watch and be like, oh, yeah, shit, I bro, gotta I got to go. go home. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go home. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just with that, Jesse's the same thing. You know, I could sit with him for hours and hours and talk. You know, we talk about food. One thing about him is that he has that love and passion for cooking. Yeah. Like, you see him at his restaurant and yeah. he's working. He's working. He's well. working. Like, take yeah, out yeah, everything. Yeah. And, and that, that's one of the great things. I, I like those vibes. I like yeah. to learn from those people. Uh, you know, just George itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a, a business owner. Yeah. And, you know, I see him. He just, we were there and he was working. He yeah. said, hey, bro, I got something to do real quick. Yeah, go ahead. We could be anywhere. And, yeah. and that guy could stop take a laptop off he was like give me five minutes bro like, um quick story yes. uh, last week we went out to have lunch mm-hmm. alex george and i and alex had to go do something for his job mm-hmm. we're like we'll go with you we never seen what you do for a living like yeah. you know he we know you have a job but we never actually <laughs> gone yeah and we go and then in the middle of the the thing george is like we got to sit down here i was like what happens he was like i gotta do a quote bro i was like I guess, dude. In the middle of downtown Houston, one yeah. of the rich, like, a high rise, the company, and we're in their lobby doing estimates for George. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I'll just sit here. Yeah. Right? But I like that drive. I like to, yeah. you know, sit around people like that. That yes. give me that energy. That you know, like, hey, I got to stay active. You know, active, active, active. Alex with his food store, man, all yeah. the time, dude. He's like, I got to be at ATV. He was bro, he was. Yeah, and. And that's what thing that keeps me active, dude. You know, doing yep. things like if I'm not if I'm not out with you guys, I'll be here at home working or I do my podcast. Yep. And that's productivity, dude. That's the same thing, but I don't know how to stop. Yeah. I'm always doing something. Like you started before the process. You're like, are you a yeah. TV person? Are you this? Yeah. Unfortunately, not, man. I watch it like right before I go to bed, just to kind of, I'll put something on TV with me. You know, me and my wife to kick it for a little bit, but. No, like for me to be like, oh, I gotta watch this or yeah. this show is so popping, I gotta make some. 
Everything else comes first, and uh, me. I, I'm I'm guilty of that. You know, no. sometimes I catch myself. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. I'll bench watch. No, a show. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we all need we all need. Uh, and again, bro, we all have our own ways of zoning out for a little bit. I'm not even like, I'm, and I'm also that not person. When I say, oh, I don't do it, doesn't mean because it's just that's not me, right? For me, I'm, everyone has their own thing. Uh, I could probably be spending my time in other ways that maybe you would not see fit either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it, to each his own, bro. I've never been that person. Just for me, I was growing up. I would, I mean, just even as, like a shorty, just sports. I mean, Chicago Bulls in the nine, you know, nineties. Yeah. Jordan, like I grew up in all that. So, so big sports fan. Times, yes. Right? So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So for me, like I would track, you know, I collected basketball cards. I tracked numbers and stats yeah. when I was a shorty. I was in it, right? I loved it. But same thing, the moment I got introduced to music and all these mm-hmm. other things, like everything became secondary because this was like, I realized there was something here that I could do. And then so anytime, even as a young person, when I was 15, 16, 17, like sharpening my sword and learning, yeah, my, my homies were like, yo, let's, or let's, all right, cool, give me a moment. Same way, let me let me get this rap out. Yeah. And my parents wouldn't understand in the beginning. Like, what are you just sitting here? Like, go outside and do something, you know? And I was like, give me a moment, let me write these raps. And they, of course, Mexican parents are not going to understand their son trying to be a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't you know, great. And my parents have been amazing to me in, yeah. in, in every other way. But that was the one thing that it was just always hard for them to fully understand until later when I came out like on MTV or I came out on the newspaper and stuff like that. Then my mom was like, and but again man to me i was never concerned like with i i got it this wasn't their genre it was different if i was doing norteño or something my parents right. and i'd be like damn man i'm making the kind of music y'all like yeah you know? but i was talking something else how did i expect my mom to even care about this right so until later when i started making music in spanish it was a conscious decision because i was like man there's a lot of stories that i feel i need to say and talk about that the people I need to hear it, not just my parents, but just other people similar to them, yeah. are not going to be able to understand it. And I needed to make sure that I was able to tell their stories, our stories. And I felt the only way for me to do that was in Spanish. So then I started switching it up. And it was just that, man, like being able to tell our stories. And that even my mom, the first time she listened to a song that had to do with like my grandma and all this, llamaba Vista del Mar. Um, and it was just that, like she realized like, oh man, you're really good at what you do, right? Yeah. Like this is something. And... Those were the moments for me that finally where I'm like, cool, man, at least they understood that all these years that I put in work, it wasn't in vain. And then obviously they've seen me transcend to now doing, you know, managing artists and all this other stuff. It wasn't a phase, you know, every, every when I was young they always thought it was going to be a phase. He's just, you know, whatever. But the fact that I've always been adding in mind about it, the fact that I've seen success through it, the fact mm-hmm. that something that they thought was, you know, a hobby or whatever, I've stuck through it all. And now as a 30-year-old man to now be able to run a management company and do all these other things, you know, alongside like this cash drop stuff, it's, it's been amazing, right? And, and more than anything, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, man, your your parents, you know, your family, they just want to see you succeed. You know, they want to see you happy. They, they want to make sure that if they're no longer here, you can take care of yourself, things like that. Yeah. So I understood all their concerns, but I was just always very stubborn as a young man to be like, I'm going to do it my way, right? And so... Uh, I saw my dad work many years construction, you know, prior to that working in ranchos, uh, you know, you know, with the whole, you know, vegetables and everything, my mom too. And so like, just knowing the history that they had been through all the work that they put in coming to the U S as immigrants with three kids at the time and all that with a bag of clothes. Yeah. And it was, and then five years later I was born, bro. That's been my inspiration ever since I was just like, yo, I'm, I'm going to break this cycle. Right. And it's not a bad thing because my parents have given us a beautiful life. But now I also have six nephews who are growing up. I have a daughter of my own. I have a wife. I want to be able to 
take us out to the next level. You know what I mean? We, my parents have taken us. I told my dad, I'm like, look, I always tell my dad and I told my wife's dad too. I'm like, you guys, you guys won already. Like you guys did, you know, you guys brought us to as close to the finish we line. Are we good? It stopped. Oh, so just let me know when it's back. Hold on, hold on. Twenty percent. Oh, we're good. We should, we got like fifteen minutes left. Oh, you, you could just record it by hand. Can you? Can you can you record it by hand instead of on the tripod? Hold it. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. yeah. So going back to where we're at. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So then, yeah. So like I was mentioning. So as far as you know, just understanding, I, my everything that my parents went through, and like I tell them, I'm like, you guys took us as close to the finish line as you possibly could. You won already. Like yeah. you brought us over here. My dad, you know, we've been blessed to have a home. To I mean, nunca nos faltó nada. You know, what I mean, we never had the luxuries and all this other crazy stuff, but necessities and basics and. A loving home, all that was always provided, and for those reasons, like, I t- like buy you. That's it. You guys won. You guys did yeah. everything you guys could. Up with my dad's already in the seventies. You're good, Papa. Just relax. You know, you retire. You're good. Do your thing. And now for me, it's like, how do I now? I need to take the next generation, my nephews. You know, because I see them getting older and getting their little jobs. I don't want them to fall in line just just like everything else. Like, no, because we need more. We need to, you know, ask for more, you know, work for more. And yeah. so I always, you know, I got one of my nephews starting with me next week at Cash Rap. You know what I mean? And that's the reason I pulled someone like Christian up because I, I know brothers like these have aspirations to want to do more. And it's just a lot of times we don't provide people the opportunities to do so. I'm very open to providing those opportunities for people. That's great, man. I, I like to hear that, that you're open to give opportunities to other people and, you know, you're not closing any doors. Yeah. You're actually opening the doors for younger kids and younger persons to do that. You know, I, I see myself in Christian when I was that age and yes. I wanted to do everything and, yep. you know, I wanted to be productive. Um, and that's great, man. Um, I One thing I like to do in the podcast, uh, is there one, uh, you know, a... One tip you could give a younger kid out there, uh, something that you could tell them to benefit in life or, you know, if you want to open a business or anything like that. I think first and foremost, you need to believe in yourself. I mean, and I know it sounds cliche, but I think first and foremost, it starts with self. We have to be confident in our ideas. We have to um, be confident in 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 like planning for this, and, I, and not just thinking like things are going to fall into place. Everyone could come up with ideas. Everyone could think, "Oh, this could be done. That could." But who's actually going to sit there and plan that idea out, and then yeah. execute that idea? And that, to me, is that's where you see things go through. And I think at first, because you're always going to have people telling you, friends, other people, ah, it's going to be hard, or maybe you shouldn't, or you know, family, whoever it is that, and and then sometimes it's the people you love the most, the people you keep, are looking for the most. Uh, like feedback from yeah. them. and they're the ones that least understand the ones that least can perfect example with my parents time and time again anytime I would just, hey this happened or this person reached out to me oh, okay I was like damn but I was like then I would always they don't get it it's okay it's not that they, yeah. they don't care because so my parents again very loving very caring people but it didn't connect with their world so it didn't resonate in any way with them so I was like alright cool I'll get to the point where they'll understand what this means and then I just kept working 
I, I believed in my. I went back to that. Let me believe in myself. Yeah. Let me keep working. And my, one of my guys, Jr., would always tell me when I was short. I was like, "Look, don't worry. Your mom understands this or not. Just worry. Just tell her the day that you cop her Benz or her new house. Just ask what color she wants things. That's all she needs to worry about. Yeah. Don't worry about anything else." And I was like, "You know what? You're right. Why am I?" Concerned if my mom approved this or not. At the end of the day, if I'm going to be able to sustain myself and I'm able to do things and I'm going to see it through, they're going to understand what it was. And yeah, dicho y hecho, as things started developing, things started happening, they see, you know, where I was going with things and okay, they respected it, they understood. And, you know, same thing, man. I had opportunities as a young person to get scholarships, a lot of things that were, you know, uh, I worked for, right? And at the time, I had a decision to make, and and this this is a good example for young people. Um, I had a decision to make. I had to take this full paid scholarship, right? But at that time, it was a four year commitment to the school. And then after that, I had to work five years at a, at a, at a school, basically, like even in the summers. So in my head, I was 17, 18 and going into college and I'm about to sign off like the next nine years of my life, basically, because you're literally telling me for the next four years, you have to go here, right? You're not. Yeah. And then for the next five after that, you're working at the spot. Like you guys have decided the next nine years of my life for me in that sense. Yeah. And that was very hard, for, hard pill for me to swallow at that age, especially I already have been introduced to being an entrepreneur yeah, and making money on my own so at 17 and 18. And I was just like, right. But my sisters who had not had been given those privileges right my sister went to school one of my sisters went to college and she had to pay everything and do all that so when she's when i didn't take my scholarship because i eventually didn't end up taking it she felt the way about that right but the conversation for me that shifted everything was a conversation that i had with my dad which he's like mijo mira llegamos a esto mismo sin nada y nos vamos a ir sin nada sí. so haz lo que tú pienses que es mejor para ti yeah. dice yo no sé el día de mañana que pase y yo no quiero que tú vivas con eso Cool. That's all I need to hear. If the man who's done everything, you know, just it's the same way with my mom. But if he could tell me, like, hey, man, do what you got to do. I made my decision. Right. And I had to live with that decision as I went on and went to school and got my degree and have to pay loans and do all that. Yeah. But I know that for the next nine years, I did a lot in music that I wouldn't have done if I had just made that full time commitment. And yeah. so I stuck to my guns. I did what I wanted to do. And yeah, you know, at the time, my sister wasn't happy with me. She maybe not didn't talk to me for a couple of weeks or whatever. But it was a hard pill to swallow. And yeah, at the time, later on, when I'm paying loans, I'm like, damn, I should have taken that full piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, those, but those again, five man, years would have like, been you know killers. What? Yeah, but I was like, you know what? It's okay. This is, this is the way it's meant to be. I yeah. wouldn't have changed the life experiences I had in those nine years. The opportunity that I have to control my own fate. I did a lot of traveling as an artist during that time. And yeah, man, I, again, it was one of those things where it's like, you have to stick to your guns. You have to believe in yourself. And I get, I think I'm a testament to that, man, that if, if, if your intentions are good, you move with a pure heart, you're there to, and, but in, and you put you put the work in and, yeah. and God repays you, man, the world, everything comes back your way. I've been, I've been through it all. I've been through the darkest of times and I'm, I'm blessed to, to see some of the brightest moments right now, too. That's great, man. Uh, well, you know, I, like I said, I, I appreciate you guys being here in Houston. Yes. I appreciate you guys, uh, you know, taking H-town. your time. H-Town. Bro. <laughs> I appreciate you guys uh, working with La Feria. It's a, it's You're going to make uh, it crack, bro. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah. More things. Just besides that, it's going to be a lot. That's crazy. This, this uh, trip solidified that, bro. Yeah, Trust man. Me. A good thing that you have to, you, you're coming back. You're yes. Coming back okay. for sure. it's, it's, and, and, and we're you're going, going to Chicago. Chicago. And you're going to Chicago. Yeah, bro. we're going to Chicago Alfredo, for sure. Alfredo. <laughs> nah, man. But yeah, I want to appreciate you for being here. I want to appreciate Christian for being here and um, for being part of this podcast. Yes. Uh, please subscribe to this uh, YouTube channel. 
We get Spotify, and this will be our first episode on iTunes Music. Dialogo yeah. Podcast. Check yeah, that out. Check it out. Um, and again, I want to thank everybody that took us in today. You know, Tacos del yes. Bigotes, Tacos del Cur, yeah, TJ Virria. Um, last night, we met a lot of interesting people. El de la Barbacoa. El de la Barbacoa. Everybody. Tacos del Norteño took yes. us in last night. Um, you had El Toro Boots. Yes. Uh, man, uh, Pop Live, Las Micheleras. And you know, the one common yeah. thing, everyone worked, everyone was cool, man. Yeah. Everyone, everyone understood the vision. Yeah. Everyone was receptive. Everyone, you know, it was it was great, natural, just good connections, man. Yeah. And that's that's the best way. And that's why, honestly, awesome. this solidified this what we got going on here. Awesome, man. But yeah, again, please uh, like and subscribe. Yes. And you know, hopefully, I'll see you in the next video. Thank you so much, and see you next time. Peace. Peace.